1: So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
2: We've she would heard... still be looking down at me. The well, lady quite... starstruck. She's like... nothing but bad luck. That's on there. <laughs> it is. I'm reading it out now. It's on there. Yes. Starstruck.
0: Yes. No, no, what you're doing is singing. Oh, and don't
2: talk to strangers. We've had don't a lot of messages. To We've had a lot of messages
0: from people saying how much they enjoy I your They should. I'll t- tell you
2: what I do. Because don't talk to strangers, I can play that on the guitar. I should bring the guitar in as well. I've it'll, got a guitar it'll be like, somewhere. be like the episode of The Office when he brings his guitar. I've in. got an axe. Yeah, I've bring got it out. I'll play Don't Talk I'll to go Strangers. I'll a minute. Hang on. Yeah, all Right.
0: Anyway, enough of all yeah, that. That's uh,
2: not going to be the intro.
0: That, that is exactly going <laughs> to be not, the intro.
2: Because that was a sound check. And no, you don't you well, don't go around recording people's well, sound checks.
0: I do. Dave Ling does. <laughs> um, he does. No, I'm keeping all of that because uh, because you were singing. It, could you give us another little lady? Was it Lady Starstruck? What's it no, called?
2: Starstruck. The oh, song. Star, yeah. It's still on your Do box set. I'm just oh the right, back. yes, yeah. yes, yes. The I've, one that you so carefully curated. No, I wrote don't, the liner notes. Yeah, and do, didn't you didn't curate. write about Lady Starstruck, obviously. <laughs>
0: Sounds like a White Snake song. It does a bit. Lady Double Dealer. Yeah, yeah. I'm just a gypsy and a yeah. soldier of fortune, who's been wronged by Lady Double Dealer. Yeah,
2: Lady Double D. That's
0: the whole White Snake catalogue <laughs> in,
2: in it? one go. Yeah. Yeah, very
0: so good. we thought uh, we've had lots of I, I was just saying to john we've had loads of great suggestions from people for things to talk about so i, th- I got out my phone to find them and uh couldn't sadly i
2: didn't find them i've got a couple go on then um somebody was saying news um, we're calling this news aren't we
0: yeah come along. i little. am i'm close no enough, no you're no you're not look look i'm close up. you're there, there you go. mic technique as a yeah. Singer, you know, I expect you to know better.
2: Well, I'm so powerful, I, do, I have to be back from the mic.
0: Well, that's why you are known in the trade as Johnny James Dear. Yeah,
2: yeah, <laughs> I am. I'm like him, just taller, yeah, uh, almost exactly uh, we the same. Say that,
0: mate, yeah. but, uh, so, uh, one guy, one guy in heaven. Now, we will do a proper episode, a proper Dead Rock Stars episode on this at, at some point, yeah. I'm going to explain why we're not going to do it today because, because I I didn't know he was dead. Because I said to John, "Oh, there's one guy who said we should do a dead rock stars episode on Pete Way," and John looks at me and goes, "What? He's dead?"
2: I went, "Yeah." He goes, "When did he die?" I didn't know he died years ago. It can't be years ago. How did I miss it? Pete Way's died.
0: Yeah, a couple of years ago. Wow. Yeah. What did you think he was in for a long long life?
2: Well I thought i just well I just thought he <laughs> you was, thought
0: he lived to be nine. I just thought in
2: common with most of the other people in UFO, he's probably just at home. You know?
0: <laughs> no. Uh bless him. Yeah. I mean he was uh I tell you what <laughs> he was a complete rogue right up to the very last drop. He did um for anybody that doesn't know, we should explain. Pete became famous in the 70s as the bass player in in UFO in UFO or UFO who are
2: one of the great sort of nearly bands aren't they you know a tremendous band brilliant singer phil Mogg, really good singer they were a really good band live yeah, I oh, yeah fantastic. fantastic live band always had loads of fans but never really had the one big big album did they
0: no they 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 um they they became bigger in America first. But this is the 70s where people get four or five albums, you know, before they might need to gain any traction for the label to say, okay, we'll keep going, you know. Um, Lights Out was their sort of, got, went gold or something in America. They were one of those groups like tra- Trapeze, bigger than Trapeze, but like Trapeze were huge in Texas and completely unknown mm. in New York. Because um, it was the days, obviously, before the internet, but also before all radio stations in America became generic, as they did when Clear Channel came along, and now Live Nation. Um, and and in this country, in the UK, you know, even when I first moved out to Oxfordshire twenty years ago, yeah, no one heard Fo- of you. Well, you had Fox FM, which I'd never heard
2: of <laughs> Fox. Remember? No, well, of course I don't remember. How oh, re- well, because Fox outside,
0: FM, yeah. Uh, Down in Dorset, where we used to go on holiday, there was it was like two point six FM radio, fucking Dorset or something. Um, uh, So in London, you had Capital Radio and so on and so forth. Each region had its own thing. Now everybody just has Heart. Yeah, you know it's a bit like that. So you could be in America, being
2: so huge. It's a content. You'd be on Fox FM. That's what happened to UFO. They spent a lot of time on Fox <laughs> FM. Milton Keynes Bowl,
0: 89, when Bon Jovi headlined, and I was yeah, your... In a blaze
2: of glory. And I was your... Um, Correspondent? You? No. In uh, MC? MC. Were you, were you on the death decks, as they used to say?
0: No, I came on stage and introduced... you? But yeah. Uh, Milton Keynes? Yeah, Milton Keynes you Bowl. You came
2: on stage?
0: yes. Oh, that, fuck off, I don't
2: remember that.
0: Yeah, and that was co. You prom-
2: came on stage? Yes. Why?
0: Because I had my own show on Capital. <laughs> oh,
2: here I we go. I had come. my own
0: show on Sky, yeah. and Rod McSweed... Did you still have to...
2: the mullet? The one we were talking about that you had with Dio. Well,
0: it, it, it was I, still there. The, the simple answer would be yes. Yes. But the real answer would be, I never saw it as a mullet. Mm. I just thought I had long hair. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought I had yeah. cool long hair.
2: Long, long Not just, just long sh- hair like a
0: hippie. In but the shape long of a
2: mullet, yeah. <laughs> um, so, come on, so you went on stage to introduce yes, who to introduce yes. who?
0: Well it was a terrible bill. It was like <laughs> Madam
2: X How did you get the crowd going for them? 'Cause I would imagine I imagine Are you ready? I imagine he, right. I imagine is someone he- goes, Here he is from Capital Radio and Sky TV and Kerrang, it's Mick Wall and I imagine that a war <laughs> of bottles of piss <laughs> flying at the stage. As that happened. Oh, no, here's what happened. Nothing the No, there was
0: Because no, there was no there one was,
2: there at that point. No, there were sixty thousand people there. Yeah, not no. for Madame X.
0: No, well, let's say forty then. I mean, honestly, okay. yeah, it was big. Um I can't remember who I was on it was all rubbish apart from Bon Jovi. And, <laughs> and let's um,
2: face it, weren't that great?
0: They were better than
2: fucking Madame X. Yeah.
0: Um, so listen, listen. So um, I've got a saying now. Well,
2: you walked out on stage because I wanted to know what you actually said.
0: Oh, I'll tell you exactly what I said because it's quite original.
2: I went are you...
0: are you ready to rock <laughs> you did not and they went did you not t- did you can i tell you what i said i said are you cuz you won't see it coming are you ready to rock and they went yeah and i went i can't hear ya <laughs> i said are you ready to rock yeah wow is that the best you can do one more time are you ready to rock and they went yeah and i went
2: all right <laughs> 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 oh my God! Oh, uh, here dear. they are, Madam X. Yeah,
0: yeah. All the way, all the way from from yeah, America. It is, yeah. All the way from the B and B down the road. <laughs> yeah. Um. I
2: don't, I, and did you did 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 JBJ? Request that you introduce them. No, they I'm,
0: requested that I didn't. didn't. Yeah, yeah. I
2: knew. it. <laughs> they, they really how did didn't. I know that? How did I know that? Well, because they had their Google's own dry ice and all yeah, the rest of it. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he probably started with you yeah. know what was the start to that cowboy one Le- on no, the twelfth? No, no, stream? no. It really mean, lay mean. your hands on me. Oh, it That's have, how they used yeah. to begin the
0: shows yeah. back then. Um. Yeah. So why was I telling you this? Because we were talking. Fo- oh, because it was Fox jointly promoted by. Castle so, Radio and Fox FM. I remember saying to Rob McSween, who oh, the fuck's Fox FM? And he goes, oh, they're huge out here in Oxfordshire and Berkshire or wherever the fuck yeah. we
2: were, you know. That's amazing. Never heard of them. Oh, so yeah. were UFO playing at that show?
0: No. Okay. <laughs> um, no. I
2: thought that, that was where the story was going.
0: UFO, the first time I saw them was Hammersmith Odeon, Summer 78. And a guy I'd never heard of. I've been writing for Sounds for about eight months, just reviewing completely useless unknown punk bands in pubs and clubs. Very occasionally a group you might have heard of, like Quo or Thin Lizzy, um, but really nothing and um, no features. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> that was that home. was
2: your that was your, like your little. I used to put a nickname. In, in between your names on the staff block, it was Mick No Features <laughs> Wall.
0: Mick, never heard of me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, So the phone goes, I'm at home with my mum and dad, and there's this kind of cockney lunatic on the phone going, Oi, my name's Ross, right? I'm a photographer, right? You're going to UFO? I, I, I've never even... Who's UFO? He no. goes, oh, come on. He goes, oh, you want to fucking get in there? Barton's on holiday. I'm like, I've just woken up. Barton's on holiday. You want to get in there, write about them, then you can start writing about heavy metal. I'm thinking, what the fuck? And I went, all right then. (laughs) And I needed, I was doing one review a week. And this was Hammer. It could have been Joe Shithead, but it's Hammersmith only. So that's a step up. And I went, and bugger me, they were fantastic. It was the Schenker lineup. Yeah. Um, the Obsession album. Right. But, Only you can rock me, rock me. me yeah, that's a good one. Da, da, yeah. da, da. What's the next line? Da, I already know that bit. bit.
2: Only you can, can rock, me, rock me, rock me. They did that on top of the pop. Did they? That was a good one. And what's the other one they used to do that? Misty Green and Blue. Love to love to love you. Oh, Love to Love You. Yeah, it was Love to Love You. That yeah. was a great
0: one. Also, don't forget this one. Dun, 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 dun and he goes on and on and it starts to get faster I don't know please yeah
2: I do
1: know everyone
2: knows that one something something I'm feeling so good today something like that
0: I'm on the road again and of course the lights out yeah, lights out, lights out in Birmingham. Whichever town they were in yeah, that night. Yeah. So on the live "Strangers in the Night" album, which by that time I'm now working for their PR company. Yeah, they're in. Sh- I'm going to say Chicago because originally it was "Lights Out" in London, but they're in Chicago and it's live. It's lights out, lights out in Chicago, and you hear yeah. the crowd go, "Yeah, yeah that's great, <laughs> that's us. Let's yeah, yeah. see about us." Anyway, they were fantastic. Pete Way they had a marvellous front line because they had Phil Mogg who had that kind of Rod Stewart thing with yeah, the microphone he did, yeah, going yeah. on but he had a really kind of 70s great voice. rock voice So you know, that Robert Plant school yeah. of singing um, and they had Michael Schenker on guitar he looked extro- was a great player but looked extraordinary with that mm. white blonde hair yeah. and very good looking tonic.
2: Teutonic, teutonic, as we always used to say, <laughs> Teutonic expert Michael Schenker. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Because he was too He is. He, is he was teuton- born he's still, Teutonic. He's not dead, is he? Don't tell me he's dead as well. No. Nah. Good. No. Nah,
0: well, yeah. Last I looked. Um, and on the. Uh, so in the middle here's Phil. As you're looking at the stage, mm. your right is Schenker and your left is Pete Wayne. Mm, yeah. Who used to wear uh, stripes. That's right, yeah, yeah. And who was the biggest UFO fan in the world, but as yet unknown? Steve Harris.
2: Oh, okay, who copied the stripes. The
0: whole thing. And if you look at, particularly early Maiden, the way Steve would hold the bass and... Yeah, it, point it at the crown. Yeah, like it was a lead guitar. Yeah. So that was Pete Way. Yeah.
2: Um,
0: And uh, so I just thought they were just amazing. And... I took Ross's advice and started writing a bit more about these giant rock bands. Suddenly, my life got better. Yeah.
2: Because no one thought? else wanted to do it in Who those days. Who would have thunk it? Yeah. Well, Bart-
0: Barton was the only one left in the country that would write about them. And he couldn't write about them all. Plus, get Jeff to a gig. Yeah. yeah. Possible. You <laughs> kidding me? That. Like yeah. that. Yeah. I've been working all day. It's yeah. tea time. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So I steamed in. But Pete Way, um, UFO they did have a little golden streak two or three years and then Schenker left. The old singer, lead guitarist.
2: Yeah. But he went mad, Schenker, didn't he? I know, but once he left,
0: yeah. that's like Slash Leaves, Guns N' Roses, yeah. you can get another who guitarist. Who did they
2: get after that? It's got loads of different people. Paul Tonka Chapman. Okay. okay. Who
0: was a perfectly good guitarist. Yeah but was a little bit overweight from wales with right.
2: dark hair yeah it, it 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 wasn't michael schenker no, no. Yeah. The fuck
0: do you, he mean, wasn't
2: a Teutonic expert no we would have queued him up as you know from <laughs> i don't know
0: he was a welsh wales
2: based six stringer <laughs> i've pre- still got it I could, pre- still I, I could still write those he was pretty still lone star i could still write those Kerrang news newspapers if you ask could me today you? Could you? I could. And, and who the old typewriter. you in that? Department? I don't know. I just. I think I was naturally. Committed.
0: Oh really? Yeah, really? You don't remember, sure. no, don't, when, don't remember who was occupying the hot seat? when who talent spotted you.
2: <laughs> I don't remember much about that at all. Not at all.
0: I literally. What happened was in eighty seven. Oh, let's not
2: do this story again. The
0: big exodus. Just as Koran goes weak. It was like
2: Michael Schenker leaving UFO. Maybe even bigger. Had greater <laughs> repercussions in the world of rock.
0: Yeah, but we didn't replace them with Tonka.
2: No, you replaced Mal- them with fleet-based uh, wordsmith. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Up and coming. Yeah. Rising star. Yeah,
2: rising star, like, like King Vey. Yeah,
0: but he didn't want the job, so we rang you. <laughs> um, Malcolm had been the news editor. <laughs> no was. one could replace Malcolm. Irreplaceable
2: to this completely day. Completely
0: irreplaceable.
2: Yeah.
0: So Mainly I replaced him. It nonsense. <laughs> I, I stepped in. Yeah. Um, but, of course, that wasn't going to last. Cause no, because you
2: had to go back to L.A. Well,
0: you know, it was calling me. Well, yeah. It was calling my soul. Yeah. You know? So I remember saying to Jeff Barton, you know who would, I think would be really good? What's his name, that boy from yeah. Fleet?" <laughs> <laughs> I said John Hutton. Yeah. Because I knew you were more of a house cat. You you liked the idea of, you know, you've got a proper job. Yeah. Uh, and it was good money for those It days, was good money,
2: it? yeah. Two hundred fifty quid an issue. There you go, That was every week. So I did it for a while, yeah. And it, it was good fun, yeah. I got fed up with it in the end, but it was good. But I could still do it. If you said to me now, knock me out a, you know, news story on Pete Way. <laughs> go on then. Well, it would be knock
0: me out a story on news story on Pete Way.
2: Yeah, um,
0: he's dead. Yeah. Who knew?
2: Yeah, who knew? It came as a, a surprise this week to this correspondent yeah, for the Mayhem News Desk to learn of the sad <laughs> passing to, of uh, to these ears, notorious, a notorious bassist Pete Way because he was a bit
0: oh, beyond a bit. I mean, yeah. Pete was best friends with Bon Scott, you know. Yeah, uh, in fact, it was Pete Way that yeah. Bon Scott was.
2: Led astray by.
0: Well, I wouldn't go that far, but they were hanging out round about the time when Bond died. Yeah. Um, And and it was all discreet. Well, it was all heroin in those days. There's no point pussyfooting around. Uh, But it had been somehow uh, declassified in our circle. So, you know, in the 70s, I grew up, like heroin, I don't know, heroin was like, you know, the devil's fucking, you know, just. I don't know it was so nightmarishly bad that you wouldn't even say it you know and then by 7, 980 that world UFO and all those people it just was kind of a commonplace because there'd been this I remember Jimmy Bain saying to me ah oh, don't worry you know you you get a little bit hooked it's fine you go and see the guy in Fleet Street gives you a few pills <laughs> and, and, and you just you know, take four the first day three the next all this it's just been kind of like, I guess before, you know, when people used to get VD at the end of their life, and then suddenly yeah. there were drugs that would, ah, oh, I don't worry about it, you know. it's a bit like that, except it wasn't like that, and Bon Scott died.
2: You were always on those VD drugs, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> Kerrang office. Is Nick on the, is he taking the fucking VD drugs again? For God's sake. Hey, listen,
0: gonorrhea, yeah. syphilis. Yeah, you had my favourite, what were they called, um... NSU, remember those
2: non-specific urinary?
0: I think it was uteritis. The women. I I remember there was a VD clinic in Ealing. I was about (laughs) seventeen, right? And it was like one of those porter cabins. Did it have a
2: sign outside? VD clinic. Basically, because back in the day they wouldn't have called it sexual health. No, just VD. Pox, pox room. (laughs) Uh, clap clinic
0: yeah basically yeah and and literally it was like a porter cabin and if you're a bloke you went in that door and a woman that door like mm. like, like a, a, a public toilet The yeah. doors are yeah. next to each other bloke not sister. these
2: days you'd have to, you'd have, to have gender gender neutral <laughs> clap clinic you
0: would yeah, yeah you would
2: you would yeah. you laugh
0: but you would and i remember sitting in the waiting room because it was basically a waiting room you'd go in show the doctor your knob <laughs> And he'd inject you <laughs> he, and give you some prescription yeah. or something, and out you went. And um, because goes, it was just this porter cabin type. Did he ever thing. go? That looks
2: nasty. <laughs> go, well, no, no, it's not no, that. I'll, te-
0: and I'll tell you what they. I'll tell you exactly what they did in a minute. But because that was painful. But um, it wasn't like you know you go to the GP these days. and There's a screen. You're not still getting it. You're not telling me you're still getting <laughs> no, it. If you go to a. But, G- you go there. You know you pert yourself. You go to the GP. You got to. Yeah. You flew or something, go to the GP, there'll be a screen saying yes. John Hotton yeah. five minutes or something. Yeah, none of that. This yeah. is the 70s. So, what you got, was, no, they'd yeah. go, uh, John Hotton, and you go, Yeah, I'm here, and, and you go right. Um, but you could hear the women's side, right? <laughs> so, as you're getting a uh, Mick Wall! you go, yeah, that's me, and you go, you're sitting there for ages waiting, and you suddenly hear John Smith. And one of the blokes said, fucking knock her off the list, straight away. (laughs) (laughs) Shall
2: we do Yeah There's
0: another one, write that down. (laughs)
2: Leave her for a couple of weeks.
0: (laughs) I'd give it a few days (laughs) if I was you. Now, what they used to do for NSU, which is what I had, which was a very common
2: place. Very, I mean, you could get it from a toilet seat. It wasn't necessarily from unprotected
0: Well, in those days, sex. you had like one bath a week, didn't you? Yeah, so, that's I mean, you where just you got it from. You didn't even you change could, your yeah.
2: underpants more than once yeah. or twice And a the, week. those are your Rob Halford ones.
0: And those have been me favourites yeah. from Rob. Yeah. Now, they'd get your knob, right? <laughs> And there was like this little spiky hook and they oh. put it in the eye of the knob and
2: scrape they'd it. they talk about the eye of the storm. Yeah, yeah. the eye of the tiger. <laughs> <laughs> little so, known fact that that's no, what yeah. that song is about.
0: I had that about three times. And then they give you these antibiotics <laughs> and they'd say... No, look, you Don't mus- do it again. No, they'd say you mustn't drink.
2: Okay. <laughs> they didn't say, stop having unprotected sex. No, they didn't no. Aff-
0: offer you Durex or anything. Yeah. It was just... You know, like I say, VD was gone. It was curable, you know. Um, so anyway, back to Pete Way. <laughs> so Pete Way, he was, and he was, he was always, he was like, I'm Pete Way. It reminded me been a bit of like Mikowski when Pete Murkowski yeah, yeah, yeah. was, all right, me? Why right, yay. Everybody have ever, a lot, you know, which went down really well in the 70s and early 80s. But Schenker leaves, their career starts to rapidly decline. In 1980, just as here comes Iron Maiden.
2: Yeah, so they did. They just—they always struck me as one of those bands who just missed the boat every time. Yeah, you know, it was one of those, really.
0: Yeah, really, yeah. and they were pretty fucked up about it. And then in '82, when the band is really, it's just not happening, and also the drugs have made everything impossible. Um That's the year Andy Rhodes dies. That's the year uh, Aussie, it's so complicated, sacked, lost, departed, uh, uh, lost a base player. Uh, would have been Sarzo, I guess, at that point. Well,
2: it probably was, wasn't it? Unless it was Bob Daisley.
0: No, Bob Daisley came in the following year on yeah, okay. the Bark at the Moon tour. Yeah. He was there on the first yeah, and they got yeah. rid of him for Sarzo. Some things happened and Sarzo's gone. And it's the first time I ever interviewed Aussie. And it was horrible. And Pete Way was there. Because he
2: briefly played, didn't he, with
0: That's yeah. what I'm saying. So Ozzy recruited, he was doing two mm. shows at Wembley Arena. Yeah. And Pete was the bass player. And uh, I went to interview Ozzy and Pete and all Ozzy's brummy mates at this ho- oh, okay. hotel in Marble Arch. And it was horrendous. I mean, they were all really deeply drunk and deeply brummy and mm. objectionable. Um and Pete was like a fish out of water. And he only lasted that time. And then he was out again. And he he, he formed a group with Fast Eddie Clark, he did. which became Fastway. Yeah. Who were really good. I saw them in America with Ray Palmer. Yeah. <laughs> they were opening for, I want to say, Billy Squire. I can't remember. Someone like that. Probably wasn't Billy Squire, but, you know. And they were really good. Like generic, you know. Again, that you know that kind of they could be an american band um and
2: then he was in wasn't he in waste he was in wasted yeah because that was when i think that was when i must have first seen him because i've just got a feeling and this might be wrong at my i think they supported dio i think they supported dio on a tour over here yeah, and that was where I saw them because they had that guy Finn who Finn. was the singer.
0: He was like a Rod Stewart. Yeah, vocal. he
2: was. Yeah, and I
0: can't remember what. Good-looking guy. And he
2: ended up doing something else after that, and I can't remember what that.
0: Who Finn or Pete Wayne? Finn. Yeah, I think yeah. It, yeah. Off the basis that yeah. wasted made a an impact. Yeah, they, they And wasted they had,
2: got a deal, I think. I think they got a deal. Oh, didn't yeah, they? They,
0: yeah. The, the, the first album was kind of in the office. Yeah, we go. Yeah, they're good. Yeah. Right? Finn's a great guy. Finn. Come round the office and Finn, get drunk. Yeah, yeah. That was, He's the, great. that was the
2: criteria for being a great guy. Come <laughs> Him and the,
0: Dumpy's rusty nuts. They're yeah. great, great guys. guys Marino, yeah, great guy.
2: Ginger, yeah. Spike. Well, they were. They were great guys. Really nice guys. Yeah.
0: So, and then um, there just becomes that. Who knows what year, what day, or why. But he's in UFO again. He's, he's not in
2: UFO. UFO. I mean, you can't keep up with it. You really
0: can't. And Retirement
2: tours, comeback tours, all the rest of it, yeah.
0: And um, he ends up right down the road now up until sort of the years leading up to his death. And thinking about it, John, his memoir, A Fast Ride Out of Here, came out, I, I'm going to say... Early 2018. So
2: <laughs> it's a hard publishing sell—a memoir by me, Way, isn't it?
0: My publishers put it out.
2: Okay. Um, yeah, uh,
0: but at that, yeah, yeah. I don't think they get away with it now. But yeah, and uh, why I mention that is because about just as the book came out, I'm I'm now. Talking to these publishers, new publishers for me, new agent for me, and they'd handled the <laughs> Pete Way <laughs> thing, right? Yeah. And um, Andreas, the publicity director at Little Brown, you know, he's very posh, you know. And uh, he was saying, uh, "Pete Wave quite extraordinary." You know, he said, uh, <laughs> "He goes, he's still, uh, you know." I said, what still on the gear?" He went, "No, no, you know, just very wild." I went, "Go on." Now, apparently, they had a, a big lunch. For him, on the day the book came out, right, and Andreas and Malcolm, the A- uh, Matthew, the agent, and uh, one or two others, you know, they go for this lunch, and uh, it's big. you drinking, you're drinking you're old school. <laughs> I think long there was, to be lunch.
2: honest, that's the only way they were going to get Pete way there. Wasn't they? so <laughs> They'll be you, drinking Pete. So yeah. eventually,
0: people are peeling off. Yeah, and there's just Pete left and Andreas, the publisher. <laughs> And it gets to like 4.30 and Pete says to Andreas, Andreas is trying to get the bill, and Pete goes, now fuck it, let's do a runner. (laughs) (laughs) Do a runner. (laughs) Two worlds collide. Pete's like in his 60s at this point, and Andreas is is younger, but... But uh, on a massive
2: massive expense account. It just doesn't matter. And a massive... Let's do a runner.
0: And Andreas (laughs) like, there's really no need, you know. And he goes, I'll tell you what then, let's... uh, (laughs) I tell you what I know a bloke not far from here why don't we go over there make a a night of it (laughs) and Andreas is like how do I get out of this so he manages to make his excuses and leave but then every now and again Pete would turn up unannounced at the office and Andreas would have to deal with it you know Um, anyway so this goes on and about a year after I've now started working with Andreas um, we're talking about something else, and he goes to me. Oh, because I, I keep meaning to tell you. He said uh, I had a meeting with Pete Way the other day because the paperback was coming out or something. Mm. I said, I said, and I said to him, "Well, oh, Pete, I'm I'm working with Mick Wall these days." He goes, and Pete looked at me, and he went, "Mick Wall,
2: heroin." <laughs>
0: <laughs> I said, "He said what?" He goes, "He went, Mick Wall, heroin." <laughs> I went, oh,
2: for oh, fuck, yeah. cheers, Pete. It's lucky he didn't go, Mick Wall, V-D. <laughs> Mick
0: Wall, N-S-U. Yeah. It's like, fuck's sake, Pete.
1: Yeah. You know, the last time that, cheers, had been, that,
0: that had been part of our Venn diagram would have yeah. been about literally 40 years before yeah. or something, you know.
2: Yeah. Um, but it sound probably was still a part piece when I know this <laughs> yeah. geezer. Yeah. It's like,
0: no, Pete, yeah. no, 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 no. So um, I remember, this is before those stories I just told, and I was writing my ACDC book. So I'm going to say 2012. Um, and I tracked Pete down to talk to him on the phone about Bon and what happened and, and a blessing. Um he was like, oh, hello, mate. Yeah, hang on, mate. I'm just in the shop. So I'm listening. He's going, how much for that Lucas aid? <laughs> the woman's going £2.50. He goes, oh, what about the you know so, I'm like, shall I call you back? No, no, be a minute, be yeah. a minute. Oh, cheers. And he hit ding, ding as he leaves yeah. the shop. You know, then you hear, psh. And he goes, hang on, hang on. Go, go, go. oh, fucking hell, I was really... I was low blood sugar, I went, yeah, Yeah. fair enough. So about Bond, oh, he's lovely, he's dead. So we do the thing, he's not, he doesn't have the greatest memory, but we do the thing. And a few days later, I was talking to Pete Makowski, and and Pete Makowski and Pete way in there, oh, all right, mate, it was very similar, when when Pete was, Pete Makowski was, his wasted years. But Pete McCowski had been clean and sober since about 1990. In fact, he became a counsellor, yeah. helping people with problems.
1: Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door.
0: because once upon a time that could have been me or Mikowski hmm. I see he's in the shop he's going oh, how much is that lo- <laughs> hang on me you're buying a locust I hate you know and Mikowski goes "Ah, oh, poor fucking guy and I suddenly thought he's right I'm laughing but really poor fucking guy yeah I mean he really was that probably wherever he lived he didn't live in London anymore but he probably was that w- weird bloke yeah yeah, stay away from him, kids, you know. Or, you know, there used to be a guy like that in Hanwell where I grew up. We used to call him Mental Martin.
2: <laughs> See, again, kids, before the days of uh, t- <laughs> Twitter and. PC. We go, it's Mental Martin, <laughs> Oi, <laughs> Martin, you're <laughs> mental! <laughs> yeah. But, it, yeah. I just he, say, for those who don't, we're not on camera, but Mitt Wall was making a hand gesture there. Familiar, not, no, familiar. Familiar to him when he's driving, quite often he sees that <laughs> hand gesture. I was going to say, actually, on, on the subject, you know, we were talking about things we would talk about on this. And I was going to talk about, just very slightly about someone who died as well. It's probably someone you might not have heard of. I only just discovered they died, but they died a while ago.
0: We only just discovered Pete Way died, so he probably uh, died 10 years he ago. he probably did. Person.
2: But it was a guy do you remember back in the day when you work on kraan or so you get sent all these albums and half of them would disappear and you wouldn't sometimes you'd play one and you'd really like it for no particular reason the band would never go anywhere but you'd sort of really stick with that album And one of those for me was this band called the broken homes who put out an album called "Wing and a Prayer," and they put it out on MCA, which probably tells you all you ever need to know. <laughs> it disappeared, you know, um, but it was a uh, album I really liked. A couple of people in the band sort of went on to other things. There was, uh, the, Bassist was Jimmy Ashurst, who went on to play with Izzy Stradlin and lots of other people. The guitar player was this guy called Craig Ross, who's now Lenny Kravitz's guitarist, and he co-wrote a lot of Lenny Kravitz's hits and that sort of thing. And the singer was this guy called Michael Deman, and he was like a what really yeah, he's a really talented guy, you know. And the, but he just seemed to it didn't work out the broken homes, and he just seemed to disappear. And I always thought it was weird he didn't try anything. And you'd sometimes see a little clip online. Um, and he'd be playing, you know, he still lived in LA, but he'd be playing an acoustic gig, you know, and just him and a guitar, and sort of was more sort of singer-songwriter well, on a street corner
0: with yeah, a cap on exactly, the ground. Yeah, right? exactly that
2: sort, really that sort of thing. You know, every now and again I'd look him up and think, oh, god, maybe someone will do something because he was he had talent, you know, great voice and good look, you know, and all the rest of it. But um one day I looked him up, transpired he he. Died, you know, this is only sort of a few months ago. Of well, quite sadly, it, it was something his neighbor had written on Facebook. They said, we you know, we'd always got on really well with Michael, he'd lived in this particular court for quite a long time, and he'd it, he'd got some kind of it was some sort of MS, something like that, uh. so sort of bad, where he ended up having to go into a, a care home to be looked after. And he how, died. how old was he? He been? wouldn't have been that, I mean, he would have been well, I don't know, I suppose late 50s, something like that. But they they sort of turned this Facebook thing into a little storytelling event about him, which was quite nice and true, They told this great story about him, which I'll, I'll tell you now. He said, uh, the Broken Homes never got any fans, but the, the one... This guy, but, John, uh, in yeah, England. It, uh, but, and this one other guy, whose name was David Bowie, who heard the album and loved it, and him and Michael became friends. And he said, they became, they, and he said, Bowie, Bowie was a really good guy in that he, if he, if he was friends with you, he would stay friends with you. He didn't care that you weren't famous or anything right. like that. So he said, periodically, when he was in LA, he'd call Michael up and they'd go out and really? they'd sort of have a good time. And, you know, Bowie just liked his music, you know, and they, they struck up a friendship. <laughs> so, so, you know, one night Bowie calls up and he goes, uh, I'm in LA, I'm with my wife, um, Iman, Im, Im, the, yeah. Iman, the, the, the yeah. supermodel you know? yeah. He goes, we're going to the cinema He goes, do you want to come? So Michael Drang goes, yeah, alright, we'll go to the cinema So, so we come to the, he goes, goes to the cinema And he's in this little theatre, I can't remember what they'd gone to see So they're in this little theatre And uh, the lights go out And it's really dark in there And there's there's like, there's like Michael Then there's David And then there's Iman, Iman. Yeah. And he uh, said so they were sitting there watching the film and all of a sudden, he feels David Bowie holding his hand. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, "Does he think that it's a man's hand he's holding? Like he's forgotten he's what done. side he's on because it's dark, <laughs> or is he like re- holding my hand because he's my friend? You know, and he, or is, or he,
0: is holding he holding my hand, hand because
2: he's you know David Bowie? And you know maybe okay. this? And he said, But I didn't want to do it, so I just sat there for the whole film holding his hand.'" <laughs> And said, the film stopped they got up and they all they all walked out no it was one of those things that was like just left unsaid you know
0: what about that bit when Bowie <laughs> took the hand and put it on his lap
2: <laughs> yeah no, did he mention that bit he never went I just thought it was a sweet story and uh, you know it was it was weird that you know nobody sort of liked this guy like this band really they've kind of disappeared except for it turned out David Bowie liked them
0: well you know so, yeah. it, it is sad isn't it these these yeah. uh, these stories... I mean, Frankie bernali He's someone we should do a dead rock star... Thing. Yeah... yeah. Uh, I interviewed him... I was, uh, I'm not anymore... But I was doing a book at the time... On the LA music scene in the 80s... And I'd bumped into Frankie... At a Dio event in February 2020... Before the great... COVID wars... And... Um, anybody I saw... I was like... Oh, will you talk to me for my book? Yeah... I didn't realise he was so ill... And then the next day, uh, Wendy or someone was saying, wasn't Frankie great? I mean, considering he's, you know, stage four or whatever Mm. it was. I said, I had no idea. I didn't know. Because he gave a speech at this thing. And so I thought, oh, shit, do I... I don't know whether to pursue this now. But he got in touch. And so we did. We did a long uh, phoner because my now COVID's here. And... um, um. he did it while he was sitting in a chair getting his chemo. Right. And he had to do this for something like four hours every day. And I couldn't believe it. You know, I'm interviewing him while he's actually in the chair. And he goes, no, no, I, I, he, goes, I, he goes, it really helps me pass the time. So for him, it's like actually a help.
2: Yeah. Um, one of the rare occasions, you, one of your interviews <laughs> could be said, said to be help. helping someone.
0: But again, because of where he was at in his life end of life um we didn't really get stuck into quiet riot over much it was about him turned out he'd just lived this extraordinary life
2: didn't wasn't there some sort of documentary or something because
0: on frankie Benali.
2: well i think it was on kevin dubrow
0: Ah, right 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 and
2: frankie was his i mean they were like soulmates yeah. those two yeah and it ended it, it was it was at the time that that anvil film had come out right and so everyone thought let's do a you know yeah. like forgotten yeah. heavy metal band let's do a film and they i think they did one on on gibral because he was a hell of a character and it ended at his graveside which i think was in las vegas wow. with frankie there and absolutely distraught because they'd had this sort of lifelong friendship
0: yeah 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 I guess what we're saying is is that... Um,
2: they're all coming to the end.
0: They're all coming to the end, and no one's end is ever particularly... You know, like they released the Queen's birth certificate a couple of weeks ago. Death certificate. Uh, well, I say birth. birth certificate. Oh, sorry, yeah. They finally released the birth certificate. Um, no, the death certificate, it says cause of death, old, old age. Old age,
2: yeah.
0: No one dies of fucking old age. I mean, Linda, my wife, works these days in an acute medicine ward a major English hospital. She also works in the COVID ward. And um, so she really is at the business end of people dying. There's no dying of old age. There just isn't. There's there's stuff that will happen to you because you're you're old. old. Yeah, yeah. But none of this sort of. I oh, died peacefully in it, surrounded by yeah. nah, surrounded by fucking doctors. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. probably yeah.
0: using the old magic needle to make it yeah. as painless as possible. Yeah,
2: know? this is this has got cheery. <laughs> Let's discuss that. <something. laughs> right, back to news, yeah, John. Yeah, back yeah. to back to heavy metal. We've the just th- got time for one
0: more story. The
2: other thing someone sent me was. Oh,
0: yeah. I'm going to look on my phone now.
2: Yeah, doing. see if you can find anything. I'll find mine first, I bet.
0: Someone here says... Um, we should... Apparently years ago when we were doing the Getcha Your Rocks Off pod, we said we were going to do an episode on the rainbow in LA. Yeah, Did right. we not do that? I don't
2: know. Yeah, we must do that as
0: well. It? Not right now, because... we
2: will, Yeah, we will do that. I'll, I'll read you. Someone sent me from Kerrang! in 1992... <laughs> My list of the best five gigs I went to, all the writers had to do it. All the writers had to do it. I'm looking at this list now and thinking, I'm sure I didn't go to these gigs.
0: You never went to a gig in your life. I did. No, I did. did, You've never been to a gig. Okay,
2: here you go. First one. The first one. Black Crows at Ronnie Scott's. Do you remember that? No. That was really good. It was a showcase and it was acoustic and it was really, really good. No, I, I... It was a lunchtime. They did it at lunchtime. I wasn't invited. Is it 92? 91 it would have been. Late 91? I don't... No, June the 20th. They've even 91. Put and then from there, on the same night, from... from This was obviously a day out, from the Black Crows, we went to the Marquee to see Bjorn again. <laughs> the same day.
0: Well, that's the name of the game, isn't it? <sighs> you can it? imagine what that was like. I say yeah. that's the name of the game.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very good, yeah. Uh-huh. Were you uh,
0: was that when you were in your full dancing well, no, queen I, mode? All I can imagine is young that, and mean only 39. Because
2: 91 the Black Crows would have been a big deal. So they would have rented out Ronnie Scott's and it would have been a lunchtime. Yeah. No, I did back read that. I was very jealous because yeah. I have no memory. I, I I must think have been I'm away pretty sure or they recorded it because it came out as a B side somewhere. Huh. Um Yeah, so then we went to see Bjorn again. And then I saw apparently Shadow King, which was Lou Graham's solo band, I do remember that. Because the uh, but, but probably the only people there were me, Paul Elliot, and Derek Oliver. <laughs> uh, the Shadow King. Shadow King. They did have a good, they had a good one called Russia. That was at the hour of the night, one candle I light. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. But was that it went. as
0: good as Mother Russia? Oh. <laughs> By the Maiden.
2: Mother Russia, dance of the czars. Yeah, yeah, very good. Uh, the other two, I and I don't, and I, I Alexander honestly... Alexander the Great. That's how that would have gone. Oh. The other two, um, I guarantee you I didn't go to. One was Lawnmower Death, which I would have put in as a favour to... Pete, who was my mate, who was the singer in Norma mode Death. Yeah, you Marquee, didn't go, though, did you? Didn't you, go just, to you the said, gig. put
0: me on the guest, I want to gi- miss yeah. it for the yeah, world, yeah, Pete. Oh, yeah. fucking hell, it." Yeah, on.
2: so I better, I better <laughs> say I went. The other one, and I definitely didn't go to this status quo at Wembley Arena. got no idea why I put that down.
0: Maybe there was a party.
2: Maybe, but I don't remember the gig at all.
0: i tell you what's weird. I think I threw them out in the end, which was a terrible thing to do, but I just got fed up with carrying them from house to house. I had all the kerangs I'd ever uh, done stuffing. And um, again, researching some book. Going, we're going back now. We really are going back fif- over 15 years ago. And um, I'm looking for something. And as I'm looking, I'm going, like Mick Wall interviews, I can't remember her name, interviews so-and-so from Femme Fatale. Oh, Lorraine Lewis. Lorraine Lewis.
2: Yeah, that was her name. And I'm going... No memory. No. Was.
0: And then I did remember, I did a sitting by the pool at the Sunset Marquee mm. one lunchtime. Ross had fixed it up because it got us another free night at the hotel. <laughs> to this day, I don't think I've even heard any of
2: them. No, but you would have they written a music? tremendous piece <laughs> about her. <laughs> you? It would have been
0: really good. I have seen the future yeah. of rock and, and roll. It, and her, her name, name is, is... Hang on, let me just check. <laughs> Lorraine, Lorraine Lewis.
2: Lewis. Yeah. Barton would have probably put that on the cover.
0: <laughs> or, your most famous cover story, a horse, next Ford. to who was standing, leader Ford. That was he amazing. He put a fucking
2: horse on the cover. No, he didn't. It wasn't... Barton was on holiday. You know who did it? Neil Jeffries. <laughs> and Neil Barton James came so back and went easy. fucking nuts. Because <laughs> the cover of Kerrang was like two-thirds horse um, One a sliver, cu- a sliver liter. of liter. Because what had happened was, it was when Lisa Full was being managed by Sharon Osborne. Right. And we were I I, talking of extra, I wrote
0: that story, I think. No, I wrote oh, the story. Write, oh, okay. Talking
2: of extra days at the hotel, Ray Palmer set it up because we were over there <laughs> doing something or other. And we were staying at the, um, the Hyatt House.
0: The Riot the House. The Riot
2: House. And uh, so it, we went out and she was married to Chris Holmes at the time so we went to she was living with Chris Holmes in the valley and Sharon organised this limo to pick me and Ray Palmer up and I was like this is great it's a fucking (laughs) massive limo we're sitting in the back and it was like the limo driver starts going, and I'll be driving through Brentwood. On your left, the Yeah, it was, it was like, like a, it was center. like being on a plane, you know, and, he, and it had all like you know had a bar in it and stuff. So we're like you, Ray imagine, was alright. Yeah, Ray was alright. Ray was already. Yeah, oh. it was only about like ten o'clock in the morning, you know. Oh, he'd be on his so eight drink we get right out, there. So we get out to um, Lita Ford's house, and it's uh, it, it is literally out in the valley. And it's the last house in the street and it peters out onto these mountains. And she was married to Chris Holmes, who was the infamous guitarist in who was there. We get there and he's there. In the house, uh, Lita Ford, Chris Holmes, and Lita Ford's mum, who's come to visit, and she was unwell or something. And Chris Holmes is going, like sort of off camera to me, he's going, Fucking hate that. Hope she fucking dies. And I like, really didn't. And he goes, come and look at the, uh, come and look at the, uh, my bedroom, he goes. And we go in there and it's a big uh, round waterbed, as you would imagine. And he goes, this is my side. There's a big stack of porn mags on one side of the bed. That's my side. <laughs> yeah, that's my, I said, you go." I, any you doubt. Know, that's not Lita's side. The side with, you know, <laughs> 50 copies of Hustler. You jugs yeah, yeah those copies of jugs aren't yeah, liters, yeah and uh so alita ford she was lovely she was like really and she said uh she keeps her horses this is where the horse comes in she keeps her horses on this neighbor's property she goes do you want to go horse riding I'm thinking fucking out, i've never been Horse riding, evident before or since. Before or since, but race. Oh, he's probably pissed by that. But oh, let's no go. probably ride. about <laughs> it. Yeah. So they t- they go and get these two like fuck off horses. I mean, they were big horses, right?
0: Did you ask for Western style yeah, yeah, saddle well, yeah, or the uh, yeah. whatever? I've got to is. say,
2: prior to this, prior to getting the horses, we gone to fire Chris Holmes's gun, right? Right, which so we fired. Yeah, the cover. yeah, we could have fired, but well, that was that was Chris. I mean, we weren't supposed to be doing this stuff. Better Chris. than fucking <laughs> yeah, horse yeah. So we would fired Chris Holmes's gun by that point. So we get the horses, <clears throat> and Lisa's on one. She's like quite an accomplished sort of horse person. Chris Holmes is on the other one. It was a really big horse he's and a really big <laughs> he's a, he's really a pretty big, big horse himself me and Ray have just done it so Ray must have done that picture then but then Chris Holmes goes to me do you want to go on the horse you know so like oh, fucking hell you know so get on this horse. And <laughs> I tell you, you don't realise how big horses are till you're on top of one. It's like being on top of a fucking skyscraper. Well, especially you, yeah, you're
0: so tall, you're yeah. probably well, like you're like, kissing
2: yeah. the sky. And, and like the horse is just looking out at this mountain trail. <laughs> about, and to it's yeah, you go about to gallop. Yeah, about to gallop. And Chris Holmes goes, just like tap it in the side with your your heels, you know. That's how you control it. And so I just tapped it and he goes, no, 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 because it can't even feel you. And he gets his fist and he smacks this horse (laughs) in the side and the horse starts trotting. I'm like, oh, Christ, this is a fucking nightmare, you know. You're lucky he didn't whack it it on the arse. I'm lucky he didn't because, you know, he was a bit of a renegade figure, but, yeah. Chris Holmes? Yeah.
0: (laughs) Surely not.
2: So, uh, yeah, so anyway, so we got out of there, but we came back and, you know, for whatever reason, the only pictures we had of the day of Lita Ford were of her and the horse. Yeah. So that's what I had to go I on the cover. I think it was cover. what you call
0: a perfect storm of drunk photographer,
2: <laughs> horse. But yeah, me being completely blindsided by Chris Holmes, who I didn't expect to be. there
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised Ray wasn't to Lita, darling. Should we meet later? At
2: the yeah, moment? I mean, maybe he was. Probably. Yeah. What knowing Ray was, think I don't think that marriage lasted that much longer. Lita with Chris, Chris Holmes Yeah No,
0: no. Right. Now listen I think we've come to the end Of another remarkable show um, It truly was I hope we have Rounded up the news then. Yeah Someone else asked Before we go Someone said uh, Oh I'd like to know Your thoughts On the Choir Boys situation
2: And I, I Yes I heard, I do know about that See I know nothing Enlightened Well what happened was Only know this because of, uh, On Facebook I was friends with Spike And um, The singer The singer uh, well erstwhile singer oh and you know like the trouble choi- in paradise well, you know like the choir boys is basically spike and um, guy n- well not not the guy the uh, there were two guys there was no, guy the, the bailey guitarist
0: in the in the guy bailey the guy in the hat
2: not guy bailey guy bailey's not been in it for years there was another guy called guy what there How, were two whoa, guys you, hang on. <laughs> two guys called <laughs> <laughs> guy
0: in hats they both wore hats
2: yeah, they all wore hats. You know, really? why, you know why they wear hats?
0: Keep the sweat out there. Yeah, eyes. Yeah,
2: exactly. That's why I wear mine. Yeah, yeah. So Guy Bailey's not been in it for years. Oh,
0: I didn't
2: know that. The other, there's another guy. He's in not there. dead. No, no. no oh, well, okay. Let me tell you the story. Oh, well, it's horrible when
0: people interrupt. So there's Sorry. this
2: other guy called Guy who has been in the band for a long time and a load of other people who've only been in it you know, for the last few years. Or, but essentially, the Choir Boys is Spike, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. But the Choir Boys yeah. kicked spike out so spike then reformed the choir boys with God. guy bailey ah. and so they're they now, now the choir the real choir. No, I, don't know, I don't know what the upshot the Originals, was, but that's what it is so there's the choir boys who are the choir boys but they've not got spike i don't even know who's singing how are you going to get anyone who's like maybe they've got finn you know
0: do you know this this is has weird parallels to another Former member Of the choir boys Ginger Ginger Wildheart Yeah Because he Is no longer In the Wildhearts <laughs> And hasn't <laughs> been Joking f- Hasn't been For He's, most of the year Ginger
2: Wildheart Isn't in the wildhearts No but CJ He is Right okay Well that's alright He was in the original one Wasn't he yeah, but Saint I know, man. I know. It's ginger's bag. Yeah, it is Ginger's Bag. Of
0: course, it's Ginger's Bag.
2: Well, I've got to tell you before we go, this is going to go on forever. But there's one other thing. I was watching. Uh, <laughs> oh, well, now I, I we've said, got news. I said, I now was, we have I news. was watching. Yasmin introduced me to this TV show. It's quite funny. Do you remember? Do, is they, it
0: Married at First Sight? No, they were, they were, they <laughs> was, that's your favourite. That's isn't it? my favourite. My second my favourite one is that I, Linda watches it. I call it Fat Birds in Wedding Dresses.
2: Oh, well, Okay,
0: yeah. Have you, you, have you that one? <laughs> I haven't watched Really now. fat women trying on wedding dresses.
2: Okay. I haven't seen that. This other show I was going to tell you about... No, no, I, go- I'm so did sorry you, for interrupting. It's so
0: rude, isn't it? Were, were you me? ever
2: the one who told me about a show called Uncle, which was a, com- a comedy show? It might be been you that told me about it. It was a sort of hit comedy show, and there's a guy in it called Nick Helm, right, who's this kind of shabby, out-of-shape, sort of 30-something actor. And he's very good. And it, they gave him briefly this... Uh, cooking show he can't cook but he goes around eating stuff. And the premise is <laughs> Oh can he can eat the premise is his girlfriend's just left him and he's going to these places he was gonna make the show with her. She's left him so he's going to these places on his own. It's like a sort of comedy type thing. I've and never he me-
0: heard of it. Nor had
2: I. And he meets these he meets his mate but it's funny, you know, he's a funny guy and his mates are funny that he meets up with. Uh-huh. But he goes to Brighton uh-huh. and who's the mate he meets up
0: with? In Brighton. Yeah.
2: Who do you know who lives in Brighton who's in a band?
0: Fat Boy Slim?
2: No, a rock band, a proper band. Fat Boy Slim isn't a band, is he? It's he just plays records. OK, it's a band you know who you've worked with. In Brighton? Yeah. Marillion. Marillion. I can't... No, I know Mer- they're not... Merillion! Maybe they've
0: re like,
2: Not Thunder. Thunder. The bloke he meets in the restaurant is Luke Morley. yeah
1: Yeah. and i sat
2: through i sat through the whole thing thinking you stitch my mate up yeah yeah yeah. laugh and he wasn't funny it killed that i've got to say it killed the whole show when he was on because he wasn't fun. all this guy's mates are comedians you know so they're funny people um yeah
0: yeah well we really are having a bit of a downer today i hope
2: everyone enjoyed the show
0: (laughs) Some rock stars don't. Die and I quick didn't even—I didn't
2: even play the guitar. I was going to play you the guitar. We will save time.
0: that very but special next, treat some
2: other time, well, kids.
0: Next time, next kids. Thanks so much for listening. Cheers.
2: How do I stuff this, Fern?